Multiple sclerosis is a neurological disorder that can progress to the point of severe disability later in life. But prompt diagnosis and the expertise of an MS center can change the trajectory of the patient's life. This is the Yukon Health Pulse, a podcast to help you get to know Yukon Health and its people a little better, and hopefully leave you with some health information you'll find useful. With Carolyn Pennington, I'm Chris DeFrancesco. Now, for those with multiple sclerosis, managing their disease comes with its share of challenges. MS typically strikes relatively young and tends to be more debilitating in minority populations. There's no cure, but it can be managed, and the right interventions from the right people can make all the difference. And today we have two such people, Dr. Jaime Imatola, director of UConn Health's Division of Multiple Sclerosis and Neuroimmunology, and Karen Nelson, clinical patient navigator in the Department of Neurology. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. So, Dr. Imatola, uh, let's start off with you and maybe give us a little primer on what multiple sclerosis is for those who don't know. What is actually happening in your body if you've been diagnosed with MS? Well, thank you for the invitation again. And uh, MS is a autoimmune disorder that affects uh, primarily the central nervous system. And autoimmune means that your immune system recognize and start attacking the brain and the spinal cord. Usually it presents uh, in patients uh, that are young, between 18 to 40 years old, and affects predominantly women, four to one compared to men. And um, there are multiple uh, clinical presentations, multiple symptoms, but there are described three things that can happen. You know, you can have uh, an uh, attack in your vision, usually blindness. We call that optic neuritis, an inflammation on the optic nerve that leads to blindness. Usually it's, it's a temporary blindness with pain when you move your eyes. Patients can also present with something called transverse myelitis, that is an inflammation on the spine, and is manifested clinically by having issues with walking. Uh, suddenly patients have an acute presentation that they cannot walk or they have trouble feeling their legs. We also have another presentation uh, that affects uh, what we call the middle of the brain, the brain stem that controls your face, muscles, your um, ocular movements, and uh, usually that uh, presents with double vision. But we also have recognized that in perhaps three to four years prior to that first presentation, uh, patients uh, might present something that collectively is called prodromal MS. And that is that patients will have multiple, not very clear symptoms. They usually go to the doctor for many reasons, especially the numbness and, and the fatigue. And then three years in the future, they get like the first attack. So it's actually clear that there is a, a episodes or episodes that are not very clear cut defined, but suggest that something is up with your immune system. Dr. Jaime Imatola, you're the director of Yukon Health's MS Center. And uh, you and I have spoken before about MS. And I, one thing that comes up is progression of the disease and how the impact of identifying it earlier so you can take steps to mitigate the disease's progression. So talk about how an MS center is vital to that approach. 
It's an excellent point, and thank you for bringing this up. We have learned over the last 30 years that we have to kind of shut down the disease process. It's like a, a big fire in the brain, if you will, or a smoldering fire in the brain. And uh, the reality is that we have multiple medications for MS. However, there is a disconnect between what we know as experts and what in reality happens. So there are still patients that are not diagnosed um, promptly. There are patients that are not treated promptly, and there are patients that are not treated with the right medication. Therefore, our goal in general uh, with MS centers is to harmonize these conflicting things. So not only provide the expertise to accurately diagnose, treat, but also educate the patient to make the patient a great self-directed person, that the patients feel empowered to do things for themselves. And that's what the MS Center is. This MS Center is a group of people, usually, you know, professionals that are uh, multidisciplinary or interdisciplinary, right? So we have here, I think a total of 25 people that work independently, but make a community to work toward a single patient. So we have from doctors, the CMS, MS doctors, all the way to the physical therapists. So the idea of an MS center is to improve the way that patients are diagnosed, treated, but also that you're empowered to actually take care of yourself. Karen, you're obviously a vital part of the MS center. Describe your role as a clinical patient navigator. Well, my role as a clinical patient navigator in the MS Center is Dr. Imatola will see the patients, he'll do the diagnosis, and then I come in, and I ensure that the patients stay on track with therapies, treatments, labs. I'm what I like to refer to myself as the gatekeeper of the whole entourage of things that will happen. And especially with a newly diagnosed patient, um, they've got a lot of questions, thoughts, concerns. They have a lot of qu questions that... Um, that they are nervous or can't think of to ask the physician when they're sitting right in front of them being presented with the new diagnosis. And um, I offer them, you know, support, give me a call back, go home, think about it. If you have questions that come up, let me know and I'm happy to lead you down a, either a direction of referring you to our MS website or um, a lot of educational sites, the MS Center, it's, um, MS Society has a lot of resources. and. Um, I actually make sure that they stay on target with follow-up appointments. They get their safety labs done. If they decide to do um, an infusion, which is a very um, good treatment for um, especially MS patients, I make sure that they stay on track with those and, and just be a resource to them at any time. Uh, for an example, there's a young man who has been recently diagnosed. I think I spoke to him every week now so far for like three or four weeks in a wow. row. Just because new things have come up, he's got questions, he's feeling like there's um, new symptoms he's feeling, Is he's trying to distinguish and feel out, is this an MS symptom, is this just a normal symptom, Is and I'm actually there with the physician by my side to help support these patients, especially in the early phases of being diagnosed. Yeah, so I think this is an important point, and I, I want to stress the issue of uh, the work for newly diagnosed patients, uh, that Karen does because the issue is this. I mean, you're you're scared when mm -hmm. when you're diagnosed with MS. 
in there are tons of questions. And you know, usually we, we take a lot of time explaining and to patients, but there are multiple questions. So everything looks very fast and furious in the beginning, but then you go home and you go, oh, I forgot this question, I forgot this question. What happens with this? What happened if? So the patient come back with uh, multiple questions. So, and, and that's why the, the first visit, and I, we explain to the patients, you know, this is the most important visit mm-hmm. in the next probably three or four years because you need to understand, you know, we need to explain things to you in a matter that you can actually repeat to your family and understand what the disease is. And I'm, I'm also, we're in the process of actually developing for the new diagnosed patients or any patient who needs to have um, education, we're in the process of developing a binder. So when they come in and the physician is explaining to them about their disease process and where their lesions are located, they can have a tangible something to take their notes on, to write, to actually have to go home with and help uh, let some of this information settle in. And, and talking about treatment and patient care, Karen, can you talk a little bit more about the challenges and restrictions that patients have to deal with? I mean, it is a lifelong disease. I mean, it must be daunting all mm-hmm. that they have to go through. Well, I tell the patients that when I speak to them at first that I, the diagnosis of MS is not a death sentence by any choice of the words. It is something that you will have to incorporate into your life as something to manage. And um, with Dr. Imatola and his guidance and the therapies that are out there today, there's a very long period of time you can go and pretty much be practically disease-free as long as you continue to do your uh, your infusions, your eat well, get the proper rest, heed to all those exercise, don't smoke. If, if you could follow some of these guidelines that we provide for you, there can be a period of time where you're pretty feeling pretty good and there's really very limited disease process. Um, and, and that's why we also speak out to them and say, if you're feeling anything, if you have any questions, thoughts, reach out to us so that we can catch something sooner than later. Mm-hmm. And we do have a social worker, Kristen, that between her and I, we often have a lot of resources and things that we can offer people and support that they didn't realize was out there. And um, so between infusion companies having copay programs, um, the MS Society having programs for people in homes to keep them safe, things that are out there that they didn't realize was available to them, is let us be the ones to help you guide and walk you through those. All right, Dr. Imatola, obviously COVID has had an impact on just about everybody. And how has it really impacted MS care? Well, uh, that's a great question, and um, two things. One is that um, it's actually difficult to to take care of patients during COVID, and COVID has added another uh, source of frustration and questions uh, for the patients because, I mean, in the beginning, uh, there was this idea that since, quote, patients are immunosuppressed and they might have a uh, increased risk for COVID-19. Uh, fortunately, um, together at our team level, we have done a great work to facilitate this educational uh, piece for the patients. So Marina Creed, that is not here, that is our nurse practitioner, together with the chairman of the department, myself and others, we put together guidelines for our patients, not only for MS, but also other neurological disorders. And, uh, and then uh, the MS Society that we work very closely for the last several years, we'll say, 
um, put together registries. And the registries basically support the notion that MS patients are not at any different risk than the normal population uh, in terms of getting uh, COVID-19. However, the risk is actually seen in patients with uh, progressive MS that we see a lot and patients that are African-Americans or Latinos that we see a lot mm -hmm. and patients that are not in medication that we see a lot and patients with comorbidities that we see a lot. So, so that took a, a great uh, you know, relevance to us. Uh, and then um, I was asked to participate with the MS Society recently to establish guidelines for uh, the vaccines uh, in MS patients. And we have now three guidelines. So one general guidelines, the second, the timing of the medications. And third, we put together a bunch of uh, uh, questions uh, that providers might have, and they are directed to the MS Society website for, for those questions. So in general, uh, has been a challenge, but um, we have collectively worked as a team and um, we are helping people. I mean, um, probably we were one of the few people that actually closed clinics because we uh, invested a lot of time uh, trying to make sure that some patients could come to clinic, that were safe to come to clinic. We talked to a lot of patients about the timing of the of the vaccine and the mm -hmm. and the infusions. That's a lot of work that we do. I mean, uh, actually, Yukon Health has a very powerful, very strong preventive measures to you know to get here. I mean, there are very many places where you don't follow the, the guidelines. Uh, I mean, we actually have extra guidelines. Um, we ask patients to get a a COVID nineteen test, a PCR test, to come to clinic. And even before to get the, the infusion. So, I mean, we have done a lot. It's a lot of work over the last year. And I, I think that is, is going well. So I think that collectively, all the people that we work with in the team has put a lot of efforts. Uh, you know, we have, actually, this is the power of nursing. We have Kim Fofana, that is uh, our, one of our nurses. Uh, uh, Marina Creed, that is the nurse practitioner. And nurse navigator Karen Nelson. So these are these are very uh, structured people that has done this work over the last year. And I just wanted to point out too that a great thing about our program here at UConn too is the infusion center is directly above us, one floor. And I worked very closely with all the nurses in the. Uh, um, the MAs in the COA that sits up there, Kim, who uh, answers all the phone calls for the infusion center, her and I are in constant conversation and making sure that all the patients get what they need in a timely fashion and that we make schedules and uh, appointments happen for patients quickly and efficiently and safely. And so the infusion center is a great asset to have right above us and that, you know, it really makes our flow nice and no. comfortable for the patients. One of many examples of just the advantage of having a collaborative multiple sclerosis center such as what we have here at UConn Health. So we'd like to thank Karen Nelson, the uh, clinical patient navigator from the Department of Neurology and Dr. Jaime Amatola, the director of UConn Health's Division of Multiple Sclerosis and Neuroimmunology. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today to talk about what you're doing over at the MSN. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for having us. That is our time for today. And for Dr. Jaime Imatola, Karen Nelson, and Carolyn Pennington, I'm Chris DeFrancesco. Thank you for listening to the UConn Health Pulse. 
Now be sure to subscribe so you can catch us next time, and please share with a friend.